This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right. Welcome back. It is hour number five of the G-Bag Nation here on 105.3 The Fan. Got a C-note here coming up in just a second. The Cowboys news of the evening. Uh, Story out of Northern California. One person has died. Another person injured in an avalanche at the Tahoe Ski Resort Palisades uh, this morning. Four people were caught in the avalanche. One of them died. Another one suffered a non-life-threatening injury. More than 100 personnel from uh, the resort helped in the search that uh, uncovered uh, four individuals who were buried at the time. A skier who was on the lift and saw the avalanche shared her story, says many people jumped off the lift and began helping uh, try to uh, unbury you know, the individuals who... Uh, who happened to be buried. Luckily, at the time, they were in view of the chairlift when the avalanche hit. But I grew up skiing in uh, the state of Oregon and uh, in Washington. And this was one of those things that's always on your mind, like that could happen. And at night, especially on days where you would get significant snow accumulation, they would fire uh, the avalanche cannons, which were always sort of ominous and eerie because they would fire a cannon into an area to try to trigger the avalanche. So as you're getting ready to go home and you're packing up your gear in the parking lot, you hear boom, boom. It's like, wow, oh yeah, they're firing for avalanches, which is always a reminder that it's possible. Wow. It's terrifying. I did not know that was a thing. As somebody who's from here, I mean, I skied a couple of times, and I remember being as scared as I've ever been. uh, (laughs) A lot of ways you can get that way skiing. Yeah. The lift itself can be quite treacherous. For sure. Traumatic. But we had we had like a super stud uh, adult dude in our group who was like, "Hey, come on, like c- come down. I'm gonna, like we're gonna sort of like go off trails kind of deal." So yeah. me and my brother were like, "Okay, cool." Next thing we know, we lose this guy, and I find myself just in nothing but powder. Oh, and that that like that feeling. Thank God my brother was able to pull me out because that was as scary of a feeling. Where yeah. you just like every you you put your arm down, you're trying to get out, and you just it just sinks in, and it's yeah. just like oh my gosh, there is a sea of powder here. How does anybody get out of this? And the gear is well, so heavy, you know. Yes, just yeah, like you have the board stuck to you and everything. If gravity is not helping you get down the hill, it's a pain in the ass to move around in that gear. If you ever get caught in an avalanche, they say to spit. If you don't know which way's up, just spit, spit, and gravity will take the spit down to where you'll oh. either know you're up or down. Okay. If you're if you're caught in an avalanche and you just yeah. and you and you just spit. You got to know which way to go. You got to know which way to go. Yeah. Up or down. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, eyewitness testimony is just insane looking at some of this stuff on, on on Twitter over the break. It's time now, though, for Woolchuck to pay off as Micah Parsons has spoken once again, and he'll be featured in an edition of the C-Note. Yes, Micah, of course, on the edge with Micah Parsons, did his show last night on Bleacher Report, and he was discussing Dak for MVP and previewed this Cowboys-Packers game. Let's talk about QB1, though. Here's Micah, Dak. 
your most valuable player? MVP or Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott, Brock Purdy. I think without and we could go through the stats, right? Uh, Lamar Jackson, thirty six hundred yards, uh, twenty four touchdowns, seven interceptions, eight hundred twenty one yards rushing. Um, g- great year. Uh, he's the lead for MVP um, right now, but without a doubt, it has to be Dak Prescott. Forty five hundred yards, uh, thirty six touchdowns. Leads the NFL. Has nine interceptions. Uh, less overall turnovers, and uh, you know. QBR 72.6, second QBR. Uh, without a doubt, I think Dak Prescott had the better year. Um, I mean, look at the Ravens' defense. They just won a triple crown. Um, they had the best defense in the NFL this year, without a doubt. Like, they're, they're ha- they're, 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 there's back and forth. There's balance to it, right? Lamar played great. Uh, obviously, he's going to win MVP because how the media looks at it. But Dak played the best football in the NFL. I don't – no one – as a quarterback, no one can tell me differently. The stats, the film – uh, the place he's been able to extend, what he did this year, he he is by far my MVP. I mean, and those who said it's not about stats and uh, they said it's not about interceptions, whatever, when it mattered, Dak won. We lost some close games. We won some close games. It's a game of inches. Uh, our defense could have played better. Uh, hmm. There was only maybe one or two. I mean, everyone has a bad game. Lamar had bad games before. Obviously, Purdy had bad games. Like, trying to say, oh, he had a bad game here and this would cost him, that, that's just ridiculous. Overall, if you look at year statistically and performance, Dak Prescott has been the best uh, quarterback in the NFL. I, and obviously, Purdy had a great year. He had 31 touchdowns, 911 interceptions, uh, 4,200 yards. And, and I think he had a really good year. But Dak, Dak is the MVP. Um, point blank period. I love what what Mike has said there. I also love the honesty about the defense, right? Yeah, he he's, he's saying that he's saying that that Dak deserves the MVP cuz their defense wasn't very good. Right. I think that's a fair argument. Yeah. Baltimore had the best defense in the league. Dak yeah. kind of had to do more to get the Cowboys to where they are, but this is where the difference is going to be and it's in in those big games that he can say the yeah. defense could have played better. Well, Dak unfortunately didn't play great and it's San Francisco and it's Buffalo and that's going to be ultimately what's held against him because in the big games this year the Ravens didn't just win uh, outside of maybe the Rams game. The Rams gave them some fits. They went to overtime, but they found a way to win. But they blew the doors off of teams. I mean, they've got number one seed on the line against the Dolphins. They beat them 56-19. to Week before Monday Night Football, they go to San Francisco. They win 33-19. to It's no contest. Week before that against the Jags, a team at that point that was still fighting with a lot to play for. I mean, hell, they were fighting for the last week of the season, but we're thinking playoff team, 23-7. Uh, they beat the Seahawks 37-3. to we know the battle of the Cowboys. I mean, that's the Lions. That the, the Lions they destroyed thirty-eight to six. So yeah. that that's going to be the difference. They're going to look at okay, what are some common opponents, and ultimately the big games. How did these players perform? And unfortunately for Dak, Lamar more consistently. And you, it's a team sport. And Mike is making a lot of arguments that yeah, maybe the the rest of his team also played better than what Dak had to work with in those games. But that's what the voters are going to look at and why Lamar's going to win it. I mean, it was it was San Francisco and Buffalo. I would say the defense is going to have at least two games that aren't ideal, and you can still be a really good defense. Those were the games that were the, the defense let you down. I'd say the defense won you the Chargers and Detroit game, so we're we're kind of even there. But I think the point holds. You know, it's it's just the bias of the NFL voters giving it to a first place team. You got the buy, and you're a quarterback. We can't give it to Purdy. His numbers aren't uh, good enough, but we can absolutely give it to Lamar Jackson. And Lamar's very deserving. Yeah, uh, and and I wish Dak would get it because I think that'd be awesome. And I think Dak's very deserving as well. But 
ultimately Lamar probably is going to get this award, is, is Micah noted. Now let's look at this Cowboys-Packers game. It's the first time, and they've got a storied tradition. We went through it yesterday of postseason games. But it's the first time they've ever played in a wild, wild card, card round, yeah. which is pretty crazy. Yeah. But here's Micah giving a preview of the Packers game. Leads us to Packers, Cowboys, uh, with Coach McCarthy. Coach McCarthy are the dead of the media. He said, I'm not going to let y'all make this about me. This is about the guys. I've been praising Jordan Love all season. He had one of the best debuts of uh, as a Packer quarterback in you know, Packer history. Uh, obviously, 41, over 4,100 yards, 32 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. And yes, I said Jordan is a friend of mine, but we are not friends on Sunday. This is going to be a great matchup. Um, the Packers are also the youngest team to make playoffs since the NFL expanded to 16 games in 1978. This is a young team. Uh, it's going to be super, super, super dope matchup. Super exciting. I mean, man, oh, man, this is going to be a close one. Uh, this is going to be a good one at that. But we're at home. Uh, man, it's going to be a great game. <laughs> Uh, I can't wait. Uh, obviously, LaFour is one of the best coaches. Um, and, you know, Mike McCarthy is one of the best coaches. Gonna be, it's going to be a heated matchup on Sunday. Great game. And obviously, they got Agent Aaron Jones, Aaron Dillon, A.J. Dillon. I mean, super great matchup. Can't wait to play out there Sunday. It's going to be fun. Uh, and, and I'm very confident the Cowboys' offense will be able to exploit uh, some of the weaknesses in the secondary of Green Bay. Mm -hmm. Micah. And company, first down runs are going to be big. Packers average 5.3 yards per carry on first down over the last month of the season. That's third best in the league. Yeah. Cowboys over the last month of the season have given up the third worst ranking with 5.5 yards per carry on first down. Yeah. So, I mean, if you allow Green Bay to run the football well on first down and now they're ahead of the chains and they can kind of get in the flow of their own offense, I mean, that that's going to be a very critical development in this football game. You've got to go out there and set the tone early. You're not running on us here. And then go ahead and force Jordan Love to beat you. And especially, I mean, you mentioned earlier, it's surprising because you kind of think of him as an athletic, mobile guy. But he's 31st in the NFL in QBR when he's forced out of the pocket on the yeah. run. Yeah. So he's not a guy, and that's something you talked about earlier, Brian. I think the pass rush in Micah is going to be a key. And I was wondering earlier, we didn't have time to get to it, but when you went, you were studying the Packers offense, you did a great job of telling us like on the offensive line, mm -hmm. who's a weak link. Is there a guy that you think, and I know Gojo earlier said this is unfair, but that they could move Micah on to, I think Jenkins is probably their best offensive lineman. Yeah, the both tackles. So I mentioned how they set Rashid Walker and, and Zach Tom. The two tackles play with, they play soft. And they're not, you know, the, the Cowboys have played against some really good tackles this year, guys that set along the line of scrimmage, try and stop your progress right there. But those two guys give you some depth. If you go back and watch all 30 of the sacks that the Packers gave up this year, it's a lot of it has to do with their tackle play. And that's where I think you need to, either side, either tackle uh, would uh, would be, a, 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 I think, an advantage for the Cowboys. Because you've seen Dan Quinn move him around a lot, but here yeah. it might just be, hey, you, you I, can exploit your edges. I you can exploit the tackles. Speed to power. Speed to power on these guys. Go for it. You know? Injury report uh, for today. Cowboys were without Stephon Gilmore with his shoulder and defensive tackle. Jonathan Hankins earlier in the week. Cowboys gave rest days to Tank, Martin, Tyron. That's all normal. Uh, Brandon Cooks and Jordan Lewis got rest as well. Tyler Smith back on the practice field. He was limited. Yeah. And Stephon Gilmore talking with reporters. We expect him to be back out there tomorrow. He's going to play. With that sling. I've, yeah, I've heard he's going to be big. Yeah, he will uh, play. To get him out there. And he's going to wear He's going to wear that harness. And it's, uh, you know, it, it's something that he wears under his pads and, 
It's uh, it's you know, it's, it kind of holds things together. The range of motion will be fine for him. So all the things you might worry about him having to deal with, uh, that uh, they're going to try and and pat him up and and hold that thing together the best they can. The only player that mispracticed for Green Bay today was AJ Dillon with a thumb and a neck. He was yeah. held out, but they had Jared Alexander back. Uh, dubs there uh, with that thumb and the chest. The chest, yeah, he got, yeah. He tried to catch a pass against the Bears and hit the ground pretty pretty severe. He was limited. So was Christian Watson with that hamstring. Preston Smith with an ankle injury as well. So those are some guys we'll look at. I think mm. Aaron Jones is dealing with a little bit of a knee as well. Yeah, he was limited. But you talked about them being banged up. Three keys for the Cowboys to be Green Bay. I mentioned the pass rush, and, and that's going to be really, really important. Dan Quinn had quotes, and he feels like, quote, I, I felt a stronger connection right now from the very beginning in their ability to push one another and go for it. He talked about the injuries to Overshone to Diggs and them battling through adversity, and he feels like right now they're kind of hitting their stride as a defense. Uh, J. Ron Curse and Marquise Bell, you know, safeties having to play more of a linebacker role. He said, I really admire that about them. It's their ability to go get it in a fight and knowing that tough parts are going to come, but you stay and hang together, and that's really one of the coolest things out there. So this is a tough group. They've been through fights. We were very uncomfortable with how we played at Buffalo a month ago. The good that came out of that, I would say, was seeing us recapturing who we are and how we get it on, knowing it was going to be weeks of this. I really admire that. You think that they've uh, captured it and they're ready to get it on following that Buffalo game? I don't know that I've seen that from J. Ron Curse yet. You, you you take on the identity of your uh, of your coach, man, Dan Quinn. Just go get he it is on, the man. No, I, I do think the defense is certainly trending in the right direction. Post Buffalo game, I, that was, I'm going. Oh my gosh! Now now we got like the the defense was something you felt like you could lean on for the last few years. Like you felt like you know you're going to bring the good defense. Is the offense going to come to play? And then it felt like maybe it switched, but you still don't have that full-on confidence in the offense. And so it's like, oh, no, is the defense also losing itself? Like, you go to Buffalo, your defense sucks. We're not super surprised that the offense does uh, because we've seen them go on the road and fumble fart against really good teams. Uh, but when the defense got pushed around like that, it was like, oh, no, this is this is really, really bad. And then since then, the run defense has been shored up uh, versus Miami, Detroit, uh, and then certainly versus Washington, and you didn't have Hankins in a couple of those games. I think jo- the way Jordan Lewis is playing, um, the way Donovan Wilson is playing, and then Damone Clark off maybe his best game, I, I think that there's a lot of reasons to be confident in, the- in where the defense is headed right now. The DAC and CD connection, uh, another huge reason. I mean, CD ranked first in so many categories. Targets, receptions, scrimmage yards, he was first in the league. Scrimmage touchdowns, he was first in the league. 20-plus yard receptions, he was tied for first, and the big down is third down. Dak and C.D. Lamb, the best duo in the National Football League when converting third downs. And then, of course, you're at home at AT&T Stadium. Cowboys top five in basically every single category at home. The big one, though, the turnover margin. They feast on turnovers at home. They're plus 10. They've got to get a couple of those off of Jordan Love yeah. and that Dan Quinn defense being very, very opportunistic. Who would you guys pick if this game was in Green Bay? I would still lean Cowboys. I think they're the better team. But I'd be more nervous about it. That's for sure. I, I would pick. I would pick Dallas in this game. I don't know. I mean, on the road against a playoff team. Yeah, bad defense is the only thing that's scrambling my mind. Like, how does that work? I, you know, I, I expect the Cowboys against bad defenses, but we've seen them go on the road and make bad defenses look average, and average defenses look great. So 
I wouldn't know how to take that, but I, I do know as this thing has sorted itself out, there were some wonderful highs for this offense, but it slid back closer to average than it was to the top. And I don't know if if everybody is totally grasping that as this playoff gets set to get underway. Like, the bad weeks really count against their average, and they had some bad games. And you can't just dismiss those and say, well, this, that, or the other thing, because they came before the bye week, and they also came after the bye week. I think I'd take Packers, Brian. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 think I'm, I would go on playoff experience. I think I, that's why I would pick the Cowboys. I think, yeah, I think, I, mean, you, I, think I, I think you have I think you have the better quarterback. Sure. Yeah, and I, to me, that's what matters in the playoffs. Give me the better quarterback. And they should have won that game last year. And yeah. they they unfortunately fumble farted it around. And I think these are two teams that have a lot of similar components. Last year, you don't have Aaron Rodgers, and ultimately, I think it was Aaron Rodgers that willed the Packers to victory a year ago. It would also be a blizzard in uh, Green Bay. Ooh, this the weekend, weather, says okay, they would lose. Yeah. Yeah, parents got a foot that and a would half be of Green snow Bay in Oregon. The weather component. We got a rim sesh. Um, are, are the Mavs now the odds-on favorite to sign this guy? You'll find out next in the nation. Welcome back, G-Bag Nation. Hope you're having a great day. Let's talk some hoop. Get some uh, Mavericks uh, action in here. We'll pay off on that tease. Are they now the favorite to trade for Pascal Siakam? Hello, that'd be exciting. Segments brought to you by Soda, that's state-of-the-art, and the Frankels. Life's unpredictable. Accidents happen. Franklin Frankel, the go-to attorneys for car and truck wrecks in DFW. If you or a loved one's been in an accident, contact Franklin Frankel for a free consultation, 214-817-333-3333. Go to truckwreck.com if you'd like. Here's the chief. Let's go ahead and cut the lights out. We'll put the kids to bed. The G-Bag Nation's going all 56 inches around that rim. It's always a special occasion when the Dallas Mavericks pop up at some sports books as the odds-on favorite to land Toronto's Pascal Siakam. Wow. Uh, I guess the the word is now he's... You, you, he's, you, he's Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Gotta be traded somewhere where he wants to do an extension. And that significantly adjusts his value, maybe puts the Mavs in the top of the game because... He is willing, I believe, to come to the Mavericks, or he has in the past indicated that. So, um, you know, and the Mavs have also shown the willingness to trade for guys without that guarantee in the past. That's how Mark Cuban ended up with Porzingis. Now, that one didn't work out. I think Siakam would work out. I think it puts you one player from the championship, Chief. Yeah, I mean, it certainly depends on what you give up, but if we're playing under the idea that you're not giving up Derek Lively, which I believe is uh, you know something that the Mavericks will stand strong on. Now, we, we've heard from Tim Cato on our show last week, and uh, it was also Jake Fisher of Yahoo Sports 
indicating that the that the Mavericks have been reluctant as of late uh, to allow Josh Green to be involved in some trades. But I think they would acquiesce if 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 the Raptors were willing to do a deal that didn't involve Derek Lively. Then I mean I don't really know what you would say no to if you're the Mavericks. Like okay, you want tell me what you want. Tell me what you want. If if you want, uh, I mean if you want THJ and you want Josh Green, you want Hardy, you want uh, you want a first round pick, you want Omax Prosper, you want Grant Williams. Like the answer is yes. The answer is yes. And if you tell me that the Mavericks have Luca, Kyrie, Lively, Siakam, Exum, and Derek Jones Jr., like that's that's six guys right there. And then we'll see who else was involved in the trade. Like that's a no brainer situation. Yeah, that's a absolute. I think it's a great fit. You 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 get some length there with Siakam. You get a guy who's willing to play defense, be extremely active on that end of the floor. And I don't think he's one of these guys. I mean, at this point in Toronto, it's Scotty Barnes running the show, and he hasn't seemed to be really bothered by that. He's I think he's cool with hey, I don't I don't have to be the Mr. Usage guy. I don't have to be creating my own shots. I'm cool with playing second or in this case third fiddle. Yeah. I'll be the finisher, I'll be the efficient around the rim guy, uh, and just within ten to fifteen feet of the basket guy. And the, the the three point percentage is pretty bad. I mean, on the season for Siakam, it's twenty eight percent. But when you see what like a number that would reflect that I saw from Tim Cato is Siakam, for the last couple of years, like 30% of his points that he's had are off assists. This year, it's over 50%. Okay. So, I think like being that secondary, okay, cool, feed me, I'll be the finisher, whatever. And I think he's willing to do that, and I think that's exactly what the Mavericks are, yeah. are coveting. You know, I mean, if you're in a championship situation, Siakam is probably not your main or your second like creator. So if he's right. happy with that, that's exactly what you need. And I, I think the three-point percentage could be salvageable. You know, it'd be interesting to see what he shot on the championship team. But you create more space. You get more catch-and-shoot looks. Maybe he could get into the mid-30s, you know. Even low-30s would be serviceable. But, you know, I, I think you get Siakam now. You try to get another big man. Maybe you got to wait till the summer to get a big man. But... You're one player away from the championship, I think, once you get Siakam. I love him. I mean, yeah. and if they want something that's comparable to OG and Anobi, which they got in that trade, with yeah. R.J. Barrett, Emmanuel quickly in a two. Wow. So, I mean, it's not like they even had a first-round pick in that deal. And Siakam, right. I believe, is much older. So, I, I, I think that... Yeah. There's, there's, there's and less control in his contract. Yeah. There's whispers that, that Toronto would take, like, a player, a good player, and a protected first-round pick. So I mean, you know, I, of course that's you, the issue with the Mavs, it gets sticky with the first round. That's rounders. what I, that's yeah, I kind of. But everybody seems to think this thing is going to go down at the at the at the deadline. See, I, I think like Tim Hardaway Jr. and Green or Hardy should get it done. I'm not looking to get in any picks because yeah. now they are in they're in a bad spot where the player will not do an extension with a team that trades for him. Mm-hmm. So you are trading now a rent a player. You're not trading the next five years of Pascal Siakam. You're trading for the next three months of Siakam, and I think that brings that down significantly. I'm not giving up any first-round picks for this mm. guy. I don't even know if he's going to be with me a- after this year. And are we really in a championship window right now with Siakam? I-, I don't think the Mavs or other teams. It's going to be a very difficult needle to thread now that Toronto has waited this long to deal their guy. You saw how difficult it was to deal Lillard. 
in the offseason. They had to wait forever and, you know, never really got the value. So I think it'd be a perfect time to to, to make this trade and then find your center in the offseason. I'll, I'll tell you what, I'm just sending my roster. I'm scratching out Luca, Kyrie, and Lively. Make it work for you. Who else do you want? We can do anything else. I want to keep Exum. I want to keep Grant Williams. I want to keep these guys with size and defensive ability, but I don't have to. No, yeah, not not if I'm getting a Siakam. I mean, I, I'd certainly like to keep Exum here. I think he's he's shown uh, while you know playing more minutes as of late, he's a, 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 a got a key role on this team. And then you see it even more so maybe without him, like last night, without him and Lively, it's just not quite the same team. No. So I, I would like to keep Exum. I, I'd be more willing to to punt on Grant Williams than Exum yeah. um, at this point. But I, I do think that. I don't know how much you buy. I mean, how often does it happen where like the odds on favorite to go somewhere or whatever actually happens, you yeah, know? So I like, I don't know how much that. stock to put into it, but I do think it, it shows that the Mavericks, I mean, Jake Fisher, at Yahoo Sports said it's the Mavericks and then it's like Sacramento, Indiana. Like those are the main teams that are really kicking around on Siakam. And if the Ma- like the Mavericks clearly don't have like a plethora of, of, resources and assets to move everybody knows that so if the Mavs are odds on favorites you would think like the just maybe the price as you mentioned has sort of gone down a little bit to now it's like okay we're in a realistic world here where what the Mavs have might be able to get this thing done that's what you need so as of yesterday it seemed like the asking price was too high and the talks had stalled and we played that the Shams audio so hopefully that does happen or else maybe you need to get a third team in here and Pascal Siakam says, I don't want to go to Sac. Why would you want to go to Sacramento? I don't nobody, want to go to Indiana. Nobody I'd rather would. go to Dallas. No, no, those aren't places that you would go, especially coming from Toronto, which is very cosmopolitan. Hmm. Now, um, speaking of the Raptors, where Siakam uh, resides, last night the Raptors lost to the Lakers. And it was quite the imbalance when it comes to free throws. And so, of course, that fired up Raptors coach. And here is him in the postgame presser. Uh, I wonder what this fine is going to look like. How much is the fine going to be? Here's angry coach after a game. His team took an L, and there was a huge discrepancy at the free throw line. What happened tonight, this is completely BS. This is shame. Shame for the referees, shame for the league to allow this. 23 free throws for them, and we get two free throws in in the fourth quarter. Like, how to play the game. I, all, I understand uh, respect for all stars and all of that, but we have star players on our team as well. How's possible is Scotty Barnes, who is all-star caliber player in this league, he goes every single time to the rim with force and trying to get, get uh, to, the, to the rim without flopping and, and not trying to get foul calls. He gets two uh, free throws for the whole game. How is that possible? How are you going to explain it that, that to me? They had to win tonight? If that's, if that's the case, just let us know so we don't show up for the game. Just give them a win. But that, that was not fair tonight. And this is not happening first time for us. Scotty Barnes is going to be all-star. He's going to be the face of this league. And what, what's happening over here during whole season, I've been holding you back, it's a complete crap. Mm. A complete crap. I love it, man. <laughs> it's wonderful. Your fire. That's the coach's name. <laughs> <laughs> I punted on that idea. His first name I know is Darko. That's the best I got for you. Milicic. Not Milicic. I can confirm that. Rahakovic? I think I nailed it. Ryakovic? I, I think it's Ryakovic. I think it's yeah. Ryak. Yeah. yeah, that's what I said. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so that, that's a pretty good rant. I imagine he gets the fine. I haven't seen any news on it, but uh, I do wonder what that's 
what that's going to look like. Worth it, though. That felt very therapeutic for him. He needed to get that off his chest. I totally, and, and if you saw the video of it too, like he sits down and he kind of like cracks his neck, like, yeah. here we go. We're about to, we're about to start brawling here. So that was good. I, I enjoyed that. Yeah. And I, I the, the storyline is just, it's so, it's, it's the oldest time, but I don't know why refs can't get it figured out. I, I, I think it's just they get stuck in a rut and they're seeing something happen with one team, but like the free throw disparity to that extent, I, I don't think there's ever any excuse for it. You can call a foul on pretty much any take to the bucket. There is contact with the body. There's going to be contact with the shooting hand. It happens. And it's, it's so frustrating. i and I, and, and the, the crazy thing is, is that old Tim Donahue guy feels like the <laughs> league does weaponize this and they will set up teams that need a win, especially in the playoffs, to have the exact refereeing crew that sees things in the way they're going to benefit them. I, I totally believe it, and I'm I'm glad he's taken up this cause. I just wish he'd done it a couple of decades earlier. Especially when it's a team like the Lakers, like it was last yeah. night, you know, where it's like this is this is the 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 poster boy boy team that you would think the league is doing everything in their power yeah, to we, keep yeah. uh, keep alive here as they're in a huge midseason rut right now. They gave them uh, the fourth quarter against Portland in 2000. And uh, a year later, they did the same thing in Game 7 against Sacramento. Happened in back-to-back years. I know it was 22 years ago, but the Lakers shouldn't have two of those championships. Lucius, we got a new doc alert. Are you fired up for this one? What is it? Netflix creating a new NBA documentary series modeled after its NFL quarterback show. The one with Mahomes and Kirk Cousins and Mariota. The five players that have been chosen for the first season are LeBron, Jason Tatum, Jimmy Butler, Anthony Edwards, oh, my guy. and DeMontis Sabonis. Hashtag, are you in? Yeah, I'm here for I'm it. In, dude. Yeah, I'm in. here for it, bro. Me too. All yeah, those shows yeah. have been fantastic. Yeah, Even been the good. tennis one was good. Yeah, anything with Sabonis, it's it's just an automatic yes for it's me. It's a bonus. Yeah. It's a bonus. I say bonus. Well done there, Brian. Yeah, it's a bonus. It's going to be Anthony Edwards on his phone the whole time. Yeah. Put his finger up in the camera. I'll be right back. I just got to talk to him. He'll be talking trash. Yeah. <laughs> send a text message. I'll be right back. I got to go send a text message. Let's do this. That's my guy, man. I like Anthony Edwards. Yeah. Now, when I was at that game with Carter, I realized why he was playing bad. Yeah, a whole lot on his mind. Uh-oh. That's when the news was breaking, breaking. Yes. Yeah. He knew it before, you know, we knew it. He was going to break. He was like, oh, man. Distracted. They about to find out. Got a lot going on here, Got a lot going on, bro. <laughs> Yeah, I do imagine of the five listed, Anthony Edwards and then probably Jimmy Butler as being like the most interesting of like following them around and Well, imagine the uh, Bron, picture day. LeBron got his kids and everything. Is he's going to you, you did say LeBron, right? Yeah, LeBron's on there. Yeah, he's yeah. got his kids and whatnot, you know. LeBron's not not going to not be a part of that. Yeah. You know LeBron's part of it. But yeah, Jimmy Butler with the whole emo Jimmy thing, we'll probably get behind the scenes on that. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah, Bron- for sure. Brian is on the, oh, the third page of every book he's reading. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what chapter are you on? All ready to, ready to do a book report. <laughs> What's that book about? Yeah, I got the gist. Oh, of it. you know. Now, uh, well, I do the think King it's out. Cliff Notes. Well, you hadn't read it. I read it before it was even written. <laughs> I mean, these are. I wrote it. <laughs> these are top guys, you know, especially obviously LeBron, but like Tatum, Edwards, Jimmy Butler. I mean, these are some of the biggest names in all of basketball and they're willing to do this but they but the quarterback show can't seem to get season 2 off the ground really it was like no no quarterback wanted to do it again they got Mahomes that first time they got Burrow and then so they do have Burrow they for this Burrow. is Burrow the only one, the only one? so it's like but it was tough sledding it seemed like pretty much every quarterback are like thanks but no thanks but for this one the NBA players are like yeah 
yeah, we'll go ahead and we'll rock with this one. So I, I am looking forward to that. That'll be that'll be. They're from the MTV era, <laughs> where they used to like you know used to do all this kind of check stuff. out my crib. Check out my crib. Yeah, NBA players. I'm saying Bron's gonna be showing out, bro. Yeah, there's more. There's more. These guys are like open and like they're cool about it. Pro pro football players, they don't want and I don't want to deal with this. Basketball players are probably a lot better off. Like, hey, this is my life, man. Yeah, players they're, league, they're, superstar league. They're, they're, they embrace yeah, all that. They totally embrace this. I wonder how much with the quarterback show it's the teams that are like trying to say, nah, we don't want you to be a part of that. I could see like that. Like with the Hard Knocks deal. Like no team seemed like wanted to be a part of Hard no, Knocks. No, you, you really don't. Once you go through it, you don't want to be a part of it. It's it's such a job, you know, Monday through Saturday in the NFL. You don't want distractions. you got a lot of work and a lot of learning to do. In basketball, you're not making many adjustments. Like, they get a practice in once a month or so, and they're mm-hmm. like, hey, okay, let's tr- try to watch some film for 30 minutes. You're pretty much just showing up and balling, you know, a little bit more laid back. And I think Chief had a great point. It's a superstar league. Sure. I'm growing my brand here, mm-hmm. and the NBA yeah, exactly. wants that. In yeah. baseball, if any one dude would have a camera following him around, the whispers would start like, oh, what's this guy think he is? <laughs> you know, me guy. Does he think he's bigger than the team? You know, ba- baseball is a bunch of haters, if you ask me. Couple extensions here. Uh, hey, I'm sorry. Hold on. No, yeah, except for the Rangers. Uh, Luca, I, I, I wish Luca was kind of on the list. I want to see what Luca does every day. I would love to. What see What you got going on, Luca? <laughs> yes. Yeah, well, like, could we really find out? Like, just how many heaters a day is it? Well, is it the post game? Is it just the one post game? Yeah, yeah. He's, on the, he's on the phone with one. Yeah. Or is it one with coffee for breakfast? Yeah. One before you make it over to shoot around. How many times you hitting that hookah? Yeah. <laughs> right. He, wakes, he he wakes up. He's sitting on the end of the bed. And he just reaches over, and grabs the pack, yeah. and pops one. Breakfast. He stands up. His yeah. ankles crack. Yeah. He cracks his back. Yeah. You know, his daughter's lights diaper. A, lights another one. Yeah. We've got the Knicks tonight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I better drink lightly this <laughs> afternoon. Luca, Luca. Oh damn! It takes a big drag. Bonus yeah. might get some of that. <laughs> we'll know Luca's totally matured when he'll when he. Green lights an opportunity yeah. like this. Yeah. No question, man. Uh, Kawhi Leonard got a fatty, fatty boombox extension, three years, 150 plus million. But the one that really stuck out was the unprecedented uh, Eric Spolstra Miami yeah. Heat coaching extension the that video, he man. received. Yeah. Eight years, 120 yes. million. And uh, what, what I'm what I'm discovering as well here is apparently Eric Spolstra just uh, has been going through a divorce <laughs> yeah. and it just recently has been finalized. Yeah. And so the Heat intentionally, hashtag Heat Culture, yes. waited until after the divorce was finalized before they handed over the, uh, the fatty, love, fatty bro. That is love. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That is love. City Boy's up right now, dog. Huge, man. Celebrate a win for a man. <laughs> you gotta celebrate a win for a man, bro. Very, very <laughs> happy for him. And your NBA stat of the day, uh, last night, the Pistons <laughs> lost a game. They made history while doing it. The only NBA team... Uh, to have an 18-plus point lead after one quarter, but oh. end up losing by 18 or more points. Oh, no. Congratulations, Detroit. You continue to out-competent yourself. Cunningham's been out, though, Out-incompetent right? yourself. There was a great rim sesh, Chief, yeah. but there is just one more thing, one if you don't mind. Uh, Draymond Green got an applause from team execs as he approached the podium yesterday for his return to basketball press conference. Says he felt like he didn't deserve the applause. This is I, it's going to be really interesting to follow Draymond Green. I like a a midlife transformation. You know, I like this kind of stuff. Self improvement. I try my hardest to self improve. I just constantly fail at it. So I relate to Draymond Green right here. He says, "I've cost my team enough. I've cost this organization enough. 
It was very easy to open myself up to therapy from a personal standpoint my time off because I needed to gather myself to recenter myself and to recalibrate. It's hard to see things when you're just in it. It's hard to see what's necessary to see. It says basketball was the least important thing to me. I needed a break. One of the best things for me was not waking up the next day like, all right, I've got to get this work in. Mm. So he he is the latest example of the NBA taking a very non-rigid approach to helping players kind of refine themselves. And they did it last year with John Morant. It's totally different from anything I've seen from sports in my lifetime, but I salute it. And I think his mind space right now, his head space reflects that that's a much better way to deal with players that go wayward. Because you actually just invited him to figure out what's going on. You okay, buddy? Why don't you take some time off? Let us know when you're ready. You know, and uh, I, I think he'll probably, you know, be good for the rest of the year at this point. Heat of the battle. Uh, yes. Heat of the battle. He, heat of the battle. But also things compound. And, you know, I think I, he was feeling the weight of the world on his shoulders. And heat of the battle. Get ready. In the you think he'll be back? I think See, he did this like three or four years ago. Yeah. And he was on a like a one or two year run before he hit Jordan Poole where yeah. he had he had developed into a leader. He fell off. Leopards don't change their spots. We shall see. He Ryan. said he was going to quit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let me go out there and choke nobody, man. I'm yeah. quitting, bro. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to yeah. quit, man. Show, show bet payoff on the rest of the year? Oh, I just I think there's going to be a time. I'm just going to say this. There's going to be a time uh-huh. where heat of the battle, it's going to uh-huh. be key down the stretch. Sounds like crawfishing. And he's going to gonna elbow yeah, somebody right in the jaw. Fishing, Brian. We, we Which is it. expensive nowadays. That's yeah, right. real expensive. Yeah, it's really, yeah, you, maybe you, I bet you a sack of crawfish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> going to have to wait till 2026. Take a, take a gas for crawfish. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good. We got to go. We'll crosstalk with the get right, maybe. The Cowboys crosstalk next in the nation. Thank you, Lucius. What an incredible day of broadcasting here. G-Bag Nation, Nicolik Jr. joined us, and David Hellman joined us as we talked about Pete Carroll kind of being fired in Seattle, and uh, Nick Saban retiring in Alabama, and where everything goes from here, uh, Dan Quinn getting a, a, a request to interview with Tennessee as well. So much going on, and the broadcast day will uh, will continue coming up at 7 o'clock. Cowboys Crosstalk with Chris Arnold and the guys up there at at the star, and then from 8 to 11, the get right with Reggie Atatula and CA. And Reggie joins us now here in the nation. And a good evening, sir. How are you? Man, I'm living. I'm living. How are you fellas doing? We're doing outstanding. You know, it's, it, it has been a, a great day to be on air and talk about how these stories are developing. The Dallas Stars are playing. Yeah. You know, wild card week. For sure. And then uh, you got a couple of sprinklings of interesting news that was breaking. And I imagine that added a little oh. bit of excitement to your day. It is. It's always fun. And we could talk about Cowboys Super Bowl chances. What do you think? Would you place this bet right now? If somebody gave you a hundo in Vegas and said, hey, go bet this on a sport thing, the Cowboys are still plus 750. This is to uh, to win the Super Bowl. You do have the 49ers at 225, the Ravens at 325, the Bills at 650, Cowboys at 750. Where would you place your cash right now? Um, You said the Bills are, you said the Bills are third. 650, yeah. That feels like a, a not bad bet to to throw in there, but I mean for your value. But the Cowboys also not a, not an awful bet when you talk about the way that this is situated. The landscape sets up pretty nicely. Where I mean, you got a couple of home games, and then you have San Francisco. You know, ostensibly we imagine, and that would just be the one that you have to get through. Um, but yeah, I I feel like those value picks picks are interesting for me when you talk about Bills or Cowboys. Yeah. But I imagine you lean towards the Bills just because. Of I'm not uh, what I'm, they have. I'm not trying to take somebody against the field for 225. 
You know, I'm, I'm going right. to stay away from the 49ers. The payoff's just not there. I need to get at least five, six. What, to what, are the, what were the Rams? Uh, I didn't see the Rams. Oh, okay. uh, I just had this uh, story here uh, on the top four. I'm with you though. I like oh, the top Bills four. Okay, Let me I'm get sorry. you the Rams odds though. Yeah, I was just was curious what if, the Rams are. Tell you, if our guy Tim and Carthage Pappy goes and yeah. gets one of these, he's he's had the hot hand right now. He cashed in on Rangers and Cowboys to win the division. If well, he goes, he, he got his Cowboys. Yeah, he uh, me with those. I, I think you're winning. Do you guys think the Ravens would just would beat the 49ers again? Did they convince you in a way that they have the Niners number if they would meet in the Super Bowl? I wouldn't say they have their number, but I like them as a better organization, a better fit um, to beat that team consistently. Um, now, I didn't expect that game to go as wild as it did, but I knew that they had an opportunity anytime that they step on the field with those teams. And so when you see the almost blowout nature of that, that emboldens me to think that more times uh, out of 10 – that they come out on top. So, yeah, I'd, I'd like that. Man, the way the 49er fans travel, I think they would take over that Super Bowl if it's that close to them there in Vegas. They, will, they probably would because yeah. they've already they've done that. that Baltimore went into Levi Stadium they and just sure took did. their lunch money. They sure did. They created a lot of turnovers in that game. They sure did. Uh, your lambs are sitting there at plus 5,000, Brian. That's where your money's going. Oh, yeah. man. 100 to win 5K. What? Yeah. They're plus five thousand. They are. Just put like ten dollars on that. That's the. I'd put, that's I'd, the I'd, I'd put the hundred. Put the that's full hundred. The the you can Just, get the Chiefs at plus nine hundred right now. That's. Fun. I wouldn't do that. The Lions at two thousand. Mm. You wouldn't do the Chiefs. At, I would. It's crazy to think because yeah. it feels. I, I imagine if we tell each one of us two years ago. You can get the Chiefs at those odds. Patrick Mahomes is still your quarterback. We go, yeah, it doesn't matter what else is nah, happening. I'm, I'm not going there. And you look at what else is happening, yeah. and you go, actually, no, that's a problem. Like, they, remember a few weeks yeah. ago, they talk about dumbing down the offense, and people start talking about Patrick Mahomes. I'm like, no, this is about the off. Like, you have a wide receiving core that can't execute offense. Yeah. That's a problem. You have to athletic up the offense. You don't need to dumb anything down. Uh, 900, I, I think the difference this year to last year is by this time last year, we'd seen that Kansas City had figured out what the league had for him. The league went back and studied more, and they have so far put this Chiefs in, in checkmate, right? You can't imagine they're going to come out here and start lighting up the league again. It just ain't happening. No, no. It, Travis Kelsey is not uh, what he was, and all these other receivers are just even worse than what they had last year. Yeah. What's coming up on the show, Reg? Uh, we got three hours of bro- broadcasting after Cowboys crosstalk. I want to start it off talking about, obviously, the, the wild card game, but asking this question, is there more to this particular matchup for the Cowboys, Cowboys offense between uh, versus Green Bay defense. I think that obviously it seems very evident. I know that uh, earlier on, Sean and RJ, they had a Cowboys or a uh, Green Bay Packers guest say that they thought it was going to be just a straight third up thirty point game. Stephen Ruiz of the Ringer gave me gave me a, something that made me feel a little interested about that particular matchup. We get into that at eight. I love it. Here it comes. Uh, Cowboys crosstalk, then the get right. I want to thank uh, Carter Freeman over there coordinating your video here at 105thefan.com, Twitch, and YouTube. You can watch us. Thanks to Lucius Alexander there in the Pimp Cup. Another flawless five hours. Well done, sir. Thanks to uh, Wolchuk and Chiafalo as well. And, of course, Brian Broaddus. He's previewing the Packers' defense tomorrow in the corner at 240. I'm Gavin Dawson. Till tomorrow at 2, you're going home with the G-Bag Nation. At ease. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.